Yes. All right. Awesome. Cool. What is up, guys? I hope you guys are doing good. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Good start to the week. Um. Cloud. Yeah, we got Stimza with us. Hopefully, in the future, we'll have Matt with us. Um. But this is the first ever episode of um, the Almost Football Podcast. And what we aim to do in this podcast is talk about football like we would do in our watch-alongs. Um, but often along in our watch-alongs, we lose track very quickly and start speaking about other shit, mostly related to football. But we're calling it the Almost Football Podcast because sometimes we really do get caught off guard. Um, so to introduce myself, my name is Shande. Um... I am a I'm a streamer, I stream on YouTube on this channel, Fick Fufa. Um and yeah, I am a Manchester United supporter. At the moment I'd say very casual Manchester United supporter. <laughs> and um yeah, that th- that's basically it. I've been watching football for a long time, basically since like I was like three. And um that's it for me. If you wanna follow me on Twitter, which I've got in front of me, it's at the underscore miracle mile uh you're more than welcome to to come take a look i, I do tweet every now and then Stumza, take it away all right good evening everyone shout out to Melo. i am currently studying a friend of shark also by an undue turn in circumstance a manchester we don't say that in- i've well since i was a kid love it follow me on twitter i go by the handle it's fun and and yeah let's learn together yeah you broke you, you broke off a lot in that introduction okay did i okay let me try let me try that again okay um <laughs> just oh, they, they, i'm pretty sure they heard most of it but can you give me your twitter handle again my twitter handle is yes. king kong consciousness yeah because it's hilarious it is quite um okay but yeah for the most part they heard they heard uh most of it um yeah stimmers is my friend or spot united um by by coincidence just how it happens to be purely 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 by coincidence um but we're not only going to be speaking about manchester united stuff we're also going to be speaking about a variety of things. that's why i've got i've got topics written down beforehand Guys, if at the same time, to anybody watching in the future, if you want to learn anything about football, anything that you might want us to answer, you can email at fickfufa12, the numbers 12112 at gmail.com. Send us any questions, any thoughts, anything that you might have. We'll put it onto the podcast and uh, we'll try to get the podcast onto Spotify as well. But at the moment, we're just on YouTube and then um, we'll see what we can do from there. So Yeah. Sounds good. Stimza, the first, the first topic I have, and I've been wanting to speak about this for like, since I, since, since it happened, right? Yes. So Inter won the Serie A, right? Yeah. And they broke Juventus's duck, um, what's a uh, reign of, what was it, like nine seasons of, yeah. of uh, holding the Scudetto. Thoughts? So, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a hefty one because Serie A is an interesting case in the sense that I don't know if you saw on the weekend where they were like, Cristiano Ronaldo might be playing in the Europa League, the way things stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is mind-boggling. I've actually got that later think... as a topic, by the way, as well. Oh, fair play, fair play. I think it's interesting. Honestly, I think it's interesting that though leagues across Europe, outside of the Premier League, 
to a certain extent become a little bit predictable is that leagues across Europe are no longer as predictable. Right now, the La Liga is tense. La Liga is shaking because it's too close to call. Yeah. In usual years, it's either Real or Barca. Easy. Now, that's in question. Now, we we have, have, now in Italy... We could have, have, could have Sevilla winning it. Fair. Which is mad. Like to even to even think about like severe winning La Liga is like mad. But I I also wanted to get your thought on this. Like just re- it's like keeping it on Inter very quickly. Yeah. Right. So you know like how half of Manchester United's like team got sold to Inter. Now they've won the Serie A. Yes. I just have to wonder like what that says for like the Italian league in general. You know. Because. Well, because like we we sent like half of our cutoffs to Inter Milan, and then they just okay. nonchalantly like win the league the next season. Like I'm not saying it's the whole reason why they won, but Lukaku has been like a man reborn, you know. No, true. Damian true. played some good games. Ashley Young played a lot, you know, and did a good and did a good job. So you know, Sanchez Sanchez is also doing relatively. I I don't know. I have no idea, but I've heard bad things about Sanchez being in Italy at the moment. I know that Ericsson was also struggling. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because does it say a lot about the Italian league or does it say a lot about um, Serie A transfer? By this, I mean to say, if you had like, if the transfers were good and teams were able to sustain a good talent, would they, be, would they have been able to I think you look at a, you look at a Juventus with, that has an aging side and a very inc- like a very inconsistent performance. You're like, sure, you got a kind of you got a group of like has been veterans. It kind of is foreseeable that they would win. Not to say that the Italian league is easy. It's just the quality of the opposition wasn't pointed with elevate. If that makes I sense. I mean, to be fair, Inter didn't win it just by like five points. They they're like something like fifteen points ahead as well. Like, they blew it out of the water, right? And that's the thing. But, but I'm not... Look, at, at, at no point at the, during this topic am I trying to say that, like, the Serie A is a farmer's league, right? I am just questioning how... The quality of it, you know? I'm not oh, saying it's easy. Man. Because, look, to be, to be fair, that inter side is a pretty good side as well, with Conte managing it. It's a good, yeah. it's a good side, you know. But also, Conte is also another man. Chewed out. He's also another man that what? That the Premier League also chewed out, like. Yeah, no, he, yeah, but he won the Premier League. That's the thing. He actually, he, he did win the Prem. You know. Yeah. It's not Talented like coach. It's not like. Uh, you know, it's not just like he's shit and he just won it. It's not like a Ranieri thing where he he like won nothing forever and then he just came along and like won the Serie A and then we're all like, oh, Farmers League, Serie A. You know, I... Fair. I was just curious, Fair. like, what, what people thought about it, you know, and I, we'll, we'll, <laughs> jump, we'll jump to the topic now, right? But yeah. Juventus fucked, like, they, they, they're in a shitter because basically there's two, two or three games left. I think there's three games left. Napoli yep. play against Udinese tomorrow. On top of that, I was looking at the fixtures. Juventus have to play Inter Milan. Yeah. So if Juventus lose again and Napoli like win all their games, Ronaldo's definitely in the Europa League. Is he, if he stays. 
yeah so let, let's just move on to that topic quickly right because you know what i was saying about ronaldo coming to united right yes now and it's got, and- <laughs> now it's looking really like really possible it's looking not even really possible it's just looking like it's going to happen yeah so now my only gripe is like i hope they don't sign him to like a two-year contract because my idea we might not even need to get rid of pogba now to to trade for him right because he he, he's ronaldo doesn't want to play in the fucking europa league like come on i know he's like an aging player but why does ronaldo want to play in want to play in the europa league you know yeah Um, but it's also ronaldo exactly so we we have champions league football on top of that next season depending on how the summer transfer window goes we could have a pretty strong squad we're looking like we're coming second we're just behind city they were rightful winners of the prem he might go eh, superstar season maybe just go there for a season try provide some role and stuff i'm that's what i'm thinking oh 100 i think i don't know i think my thing is like with, with regards to transfers like but also speaking Ronaldo, like, of it all is that united look like an exciting team to play for again yeah like yeah, yeah. united seem like a viable option that you would want to go and play for them again i think for a couple of years now it would be hard to sell united besides that of Leicester. but now we're building ourselves as a repertoire of one of like the biggest not the biggest, the best comeback team in the world and literally how many points it's like 33 points 31 points from losing position. 31 points losing the yeah, but we shouldn't we shouldn't be conceding in the first place, anyways. Like I know, I know. So I'm looking at the silver <laughs> lining here. No, I, think, I hear you. I hear you. Look, like there's grit. There's grit in the team, and I like that. I think, uh, but also, if Ronaldo comes United, I think I don't know. I think he only has to come for one season, and after that, what is what is the thing that I'll be looking at, or I think the thing that is notable, is to someone like Rashford. I think. Ronaldo, wherever he goes, he does try and like pass on. Yeah. And he influences. And Marcus Rashford literally takes free kicks or tries to take free kicks like Ronaldo. Yeah. He already tries to play. It's a massive, like it's a massive influence. So that type of influence in terms of his growth. Because I know a lot of people think that like Rashford overrated or get washed out by the time. This is what I've been seeing. But a Ronaldo in that team changes a lot. But also, we've gotten to the point the Premier League's also gotten it. It's still... Because there was a point where I think it was a bit... knew that City... Because they've won it in a row now. Yeah, you've broken you up. Me? You've broken up entirely there, dude. Um, oh, but basically, okay. But basically, the just I got... Ronaldo's very influential. Uh, guys like Rashford would, would, would only benefit him specifically because of just the influence, right? And everybody's saying he's going to be washed up by a certain age. Um, yeah. And yeah, but that also, was... Yeah? I, I was going to say, like, um, realistically, I think Ronaldo's been in Italy for how long? And it's been... Two, two years? Two years. Two years. I think it's two years and... now. 
and he's been churning in great numbers, great statistics, but I don't know. Seeing Ronaldo and like the, the like what we know of Ronaldo is that he likes he likes earn and work. I think it's been difficult for him in a certain respect in terms of like the team as a whole, but individually he's always stood out. Now we give him where give him a good team or a semi decent that can perform and space to have like to go against in city almost like a sure bet okay cool yeah you broke you broke up a little bit there as well but but i i got i got most of the gist there um Lit. sorry about so, that guys so my thing is that yeah. on top of that edison Cavani edison Cavani's just uh, signed a new contract so we're going to have him for next season as well. Oh, is that the end of the season. That is confirmed from Fabrizio Romano today. Um, I'm just seeing a stat here that Cavani has the second best shot conversion rate in the league. Jesse Lingard's fifth, by the way, might I add, with 24%. Okay. Cavani is 29%. He has nine goals. Son is third with 16 goals. So he's got the most goals out of like the top five. But Gareth Bale's yeah. got nine goals. Edison Cavani's got nine goals. Gareth Bale's got a 30% conversion rate. This is excluding penalties, and Cavani has a 29% conversion rate. So Cavani's been great as well. So now they have like a pretty good team going into next season as well, and it's going to be like really exciting. Um, I don't know. I think what's in Gomes, this is a bit of a sidetrack, if you'll allow. Remember when we were literally watching the transfer clock wind down, you said that Cavani is another cursed but reason- dog listen don't get me wrong i think cavani's been fucking fantastic this season but yes to sit down and go cavani was a great marquee signing yeah we totally knew what we were doing getting him dude he was available in july bro we, we could have got him in july like the, nobody can turn around to me and tell me that that board knew what they were doing when they got cavani because they had no fucking clue they didn't know it was going to work out this well it could have been awful it could have been like well, how awful. They didn't know. On top of that, I don't think Cavani's been like Zlatan levels of impact. But he's been good in his own way. You know? He's been like in between the two, but more on like the Zlatan scale. He's been good. like, But still, that transfer window was shocking. And as the season has gone further and further, I personally believe... That's all I never wanted Donny van der Beek. And I think we talked about that in the one stream. I think I've completely lost you now. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I can. So uh, we're, we're sp- I was just speaking about how this transfer window, nobody can turn around and say, oh, it was an amazing transfer window when it really wasn't. Oh, 100%. Like, especially how Solskjaer didn't really didn't really want van der beek and as the season's gone on like remember we, we had that stream i don't think Solskjaer wanted van der beek that's probably, yeah i don't think so either probably pro- probably probably why he hasn't played him jeez dude you sound yeah. t- 10 times better now but why no completely fair why do you sound so so like loud now you sound good do i sound loud oh hi dude okay no you, sound, not know what no, I you did. S- no you sound great dude it's like not even breaking up anymore hopefully it's like long way continue but okay, let's let's yeah. let's shy away from United very quickly. Okay. 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 So I don't know if you knew this. Also saw this online. PSG 
are behind Lowell in the in the in League One with two games to go. PSG might might lose. I mean, we're, we're, oh, okay. we're speaking about Serie A and shit. Let me like try bring up the table now. Right. Okay. But they might lose to Lowell. Like I'm not even joking. So Lowell are ahead by three points with two games to go. Ooh. Yeah. And so they play, and the next game they have is against St. Etienne, who are 11th. And PSG have Reigns, and they are like 13th. So like, oh, out of curiosity, Gorgos, yeah, is the only league that we know of that's kind of like almost done and dusted, besides Syria, uh, the German league? I think, yeah, Bayern won. Bayern, Bayern, Bayern won that league, yeah. Bayern, Bayern, let, let me check. But I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Bayern have won that. Um, yeah, yeah, Bayern cleaned it up. They're like 10 points ahead of RB Leipzig. And there was a point where RB Leipzig was ahead of them. But about PSG, very quickly, because like we'll yeah. speak, cause we're, we're going to speak about the Liga now as well. But about that, thoughts? Like, just, just first thoughts, because when I first saw it, I was like, no fucking ways. These guys are lying. They're, they're lying. They are, they have to be lying. Like PSG win it every season. And it's it's actually true. Like it's it's on Google. Like it's 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 official. It's here. I'm I'm very confused, mainly because like sorry, like PSG have probably one of the most expensive squads in Europe. Right? Yeah, I think so. One Prob- of the probably most expensive squads. Different, in different, definitely and- on wage bulls, yes. If we're speaking about wages, yes. No, hundred percent. And like, we have like Ren, which is, which has been for the most part of their career. Let's be honest, because they've maybe qualified for the Europa League, so we can then ascertain from that that they're like a top eight team. Yeah. Oh wait, not Ren, Lille, right? Lille, yeah, 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 pretty much. Because usually it's PSG, Monaco, or Lyon. Yes. That are like in the Champions League or Marseille sometimes. So yeah, that those top four PSG like. That's completely right. It's PSG, Monaco, Lyon, Marseille. That's the top four. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even know if you know any of these players. Besides Fonte, uh, they've, they've got um, Burak Ilmaz, Yusuf Yazici. Oh. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Jonathan David. They have Renato no. Sanchez. Him know we Renato know. Sanchez. Mehmet yeah. Zeki Celik. Timothy Weir. Okay. Who is George Weir is probably like, I don't know, cousin or some shit. Oh, he's probably, isn't he his son? Probably, dog. And he's about to win League One. But I've never heard of like half of these players, dude. Besides like two or three of these guys, I'm like, who are these guys? Not even players that like in my brain come, come to mind. And I'm like, yeah, I totally know who these guys are. I mean, stats wise, Kylian Mbappe has the most goals. Yom has 25. Okay, let's. The Pi has 19. Ben Yedda has 19. The, the guy from uh, Lowell is tied for fifth with 15. Assists. Again. Okay. Tied for third with nine. Like, it, it's not even like one dude is out here just carrying the clean, cleaning it up it's been like everybody dude which is kind of interesting well from the first glance that's what it looks like 
which is kind of interesting because I, I obviously nobody look no no right football fan in their mind sits down and goes hey you're watching the league one game this this weekend you know like half the unless people that you yeah unless it's a french person like yeah sure i'm pretty sure a lot of dudes in france watched league one like the, i don't know you know how we have like the city and united derby so yeah. one of the most competitive ones one of the most competitive derbies is um not necessarily a derby per se but it is competitive is Mar- is marseille against psg oh yeah because so i think part of the history behind that is that so if you ask anyone what are the um, the biggest the, like what's the biggest city in france most people say paris some people say marseille because they're almost the same size so because of that and because marseille is in the south and paris is in the north sure it's kind of like a very so it's a bit of like a it's a bit of like a london versus manchester northeast type vibe yes okay okay i dig it i dig it another interesting one is um lyon against um, saint etienne because they're neighbors they're literal neighbors so that's why there's a there's a rivalry there okay okay see we're learning things we're learning things in this podcast (laughs) So okay, but but give me your final thoughts. Like no, but like, PSG for the first time in like what is like ten years, like over a decade, right? Might not win yeah. League One to a team of players that we don't even fucking know. Like that's just that's awesome, dude. Know. I'm so fucking happy Honestly, about that. I- it's weird because, like, I think when we first thought that, like, um, Poch is going to PSG, we're like, oh, finally, the man's going to get some silverware. Turns out not. Yeah, I feel for him, eh? I really do. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel bad like, for Poch, but at the same time, it's like, that that's, you know, you reap you re- what you sow at the end of the day. I'm just trying to get the volume right as well, but uh, I'll listen back and like, the audio. They got knocked later. out of the Champions League, and now, yeah, now it's pretty tense, man. I don't know. I'm I'm too shocked because I feel like there's so many upsets that are like that are gonna happen because we were talking about how Juventus might not even qualify for the Champions League, that Real or Barca might not even win La Liga. I and now PSG. There's a threat that PSG, like literally the p- people who have just consistently been winning Ligue 1, might not even win it. How, sorry, how do you pronounce it? It's Ligue 1. Ligue 1. <laughs> no, don't don't do it. What? <laughs> I just, I just, I'm just, i pronouncing it how you told me to pronounce it. No, Ligue 1. I, I don't know, man. And I, am I providing I, too much oomph in the, in the, in the one? You're eyeing too hard. Okay, so just Ligue 1. Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Ligue 1, okay, know. cool. But you know what's, you know what's kind of the sad reality about this? Yeah. Is like, well, no, well, no not really, but you're going to tell me. Okay, I, you probably know. It's like the probably after Lille win this, every single top flight team in Europe is just gonna raid that team. True. True. And they probably won't win it again next season. Um. On top of this, if you guys are just hearing music for the first time now, it's also because we're gonna try this with and without music. So at about cool. twenty minutes here, we're putting in some music. I've heard some podcasts without music and with. I don't know which one I prefer personally, but anyways, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Fair play, fair play. Okay, so, but yeah. Also, Lille is such an interesting town. Have, have you been? I haven't been. I just, like, geographically, it's in the north of France, which is, like, one of the coldest areas. Yeah. And it's just a very... 
I don't know, to, for lack of a better term, a very like demure city. Right. Okay. You know? Okay. Which is interesting. I don't know. Okay. One of the, this, yeah? No, 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 continue, because I'm, I'm about to move on to the, onto the next topic. I don't know, but like, so I was going to say, so you know how most people in France don't like anyone from Paris because they're annoying? Yeah, uh, I well, no, not really, but sure. Like, I, I can picture it in my brain. It's like kind of like how we don't really like people from Santon. Or Cape Town. So yeah, imagine... or Cape Town. Yeah, Cape Town. Sure, 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 sure. I, I, yeah, I feel you with that one. Sure. Live from Cape Town. Shande doesn't like the people there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like, so our relationship with like Cape Townians as Johannes, like people from Joburg, is the same relationship that everyone in France has with like someone from Paris. Right. So one of the most interesting things is like, you know how the French, I don't know what it's called, but the one that says liberty, fraternity, um, ega- like equality. Yeah. I know it in French. So the one of the jokes is that people in Paris are so like self-centered that it's not um, liberty, fraternity. So it's like liberty, fraternity, PSG, because that's how, that's how endemic or like that's how important PSG is to the like Parisian culture. That's the influence that it has. That it's one of those three things. Like you substitute any one of them, and you can put PSG because that's how important it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's... Next topic. Right. So, uh, Josh has joined the chat. I know this is a podcast. Anybody who is listening in the future, you're more than welcome to jump onto the live streams. Maybe we should make a thing to do them like every Monday. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe Friday before the game, the new week kicks off after then all we of can European do football. Yes, good idea. So we'll try stream every Friday. We'll try to do another one on Friday. I hope, but I don't know because my project is due. Oh no, it'll be due. So Friday evening. Okay. Yeah, but, Friday evening is good with me. So that's yeah, good idea. Also, this is the first episode, so like we we just we're, we're trying to we're trying to fucking you know do a whole lot of things. Right. So, Simza. Yebo. UEFA Champions League finalists. Oh, fuck. Now I'm going to I'm gonna tell you just what I think, right? Yes. Man, if Manchester City win this fucking thing, it'll ruin my year. Oh, 100 percent 2020 was yes. a bad year, but it'll ruin my year. Like 100 percent I think 2021 will be worse than 2020. And yes, like it just goes it just goes without saying to all the city fans i don't like manchester city i don't like the club i've i i however do have a lot more respect for psg and manchester city after what happened with the super league but i just don't like Fair. the club like i don't like manchester city i don't like you you know i have no hate for any other club except for like basically psg and manchester and manchester city right yeah and i never thought i'd end up respecting both of those teams after the super league but we already talked about that like long ago i but at the same time, I kind of don't want fucking Chelsea to win. Because that, that puts us, that puts them one behind United. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I, I can accept it. For me, I'm like, I can accept this. You know? So I think if, 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 me, if Chelsea go ahead and I, okay. Sometimes I'm a Chelsea fan on, on UEFA Champions League final night. We will watch think, it. We will stream it. I am a Chelsea fan. I do not give a fuck. So I think Sorry. for me, the, the thing that's, that's made it easier for me to digest if Chelsea win, because trust, either way, Twitter's going to be annoying. Oh yeah, either fucking way, hell, dude, I'm not ready. I'm turning off social media as soon as that final ends, especially no, if City win it. What's up, Josh? Yeah, welcome to the first, welcome to the first podcast. But yes, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm turning it off, dude. 
Because the one silver I, I can't, bro. I, I, uh, no, dude, it's gonna be annoying because you know we're not playing, and United United's not gonna do anything. But all of a sudden, we're just gonna have our names slugged through the mud for no apparent reason, but just for dude. Existence. And you know what the worst part is, bro? Even if we win the Europa League final, don't get me wrong, I want us to win the Europa League final, and by rights, oh, I same. think that we should win the Europa League final. It's going to feel so hollow, hollow, like. Oh, we won the Europa League, yeah, but City won the fucking Champions League, so it's like, whatever. Can you imagine the amount of banter there will be if United even do win the Europa League? Because it's going to be like, oh, European trophies are going back to Manchester, but Manchester That's City are like I the thought. big brother of Manchester United. Fuck off. Imagine. Yo, the disrespect. Gomes, don't say that. Yo. I, nah. I'm not ready for it. I don't want to be ready for it. Look, I'm excited for Europa League final night, definitely. I want us to win. I think that these group of players need to win a title just to push us into the fabrics of next the season. Next, yeah. yeah. But my God, this UEFA Champions League final. And I, I I, know that Chelsea already beat City over this last weekend, which was a great game yeah. to watch if you didn't watch it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But Pep literally benched half his fucking team. You know his bench, defenders, is something like... It's like Shevchenko, Laporte, Ake, and Cancelo. That's his yeah, yeah, bench. Yeah. Bench. Can you imagine, dude? His starters is Walker, Diaz, Stones, and Mendy. That's his starters. No, he, you know he was being reckless because he played Mendy. He never plays Mendy because Mendy is too reckless. Yeah, so, so like, Shev you know, Shevchenko's first. Dude, that, that second unit disgusts me bro how dude how the fuck it just like i don't know man i am i i'm just beside myself bro like they the depth that city have and you know what the weird thing is no, i know chelsea i i i fault chelsea winning that game although it like and i love this last weekend by the way because it it hampered it hampered um city from winning the title and then we yeah. won and secured Champions League football. So it was a pretty good weekend overall. But 100%. I almost feel, in a way, it was a little bit of like pep mind games. You know, oh, Chelsea 100%. are going to be walking into that final like, yeah, but we beat you guys over the weekend. The thing about nah, a final is fucking anything can happen. That's my worry, dude. Imagine pitching up to that final and City score like three in the first half. Yo, then it's done, hey? It's done, dude. The game is over. Oh, all that fucking like is um that night in Istanbul stuff. Nah, fuck that, bro. Chelsea think you're gonna come back from a three-goal deficit against City. It's just not gonna happen. It's not. Never. Also, Ruben Diaz, John Stones are solid. Solid. Yeah, dude, they've they've done such a good job this season, bro. And you know what the funny thing was when Pep started playing Stones a lot more. And you know what? I'm really, really happy for Stones. Really happy for Stones. Like I, I think heading into Euros. England yeah. have a really good squad. I'm, I'm really happy about it. Knowing England, they'll probably choke it anyways because it's England, but... I think this is another really side that we can have a chat for later. Is like, I don't know... I'm curious to find out if you think England has the depth to compete, to compete at the Euros. And it's not to say... I don't know, it seems to me that they've got like a lot of positions that are loaded and not necessarily the kind of depth you would need to win that kind of competition. But like, no, that's but a chat I mean, for later. It, not, well, not really, dude, because we're only half an hour into this, and I think I've burned through most of the topics besides the Europa League final and Fair. what's happening with that. But we're on the Champions League now. Can we just talk about PSG fucking absolutely 
bottling the semi-final. Oh, they it. bottled you. They were one up, dog. Like it, it was shut up shop time. But Poch, I don't think Poch has enough experience in that in that you know yeah. uh, department also, in order to like push forward. But I, I the, isn't that the furthest he's been in a while? No, he's, he has reached the final. But like yeah, but you know, what well, well, since 2018, 19? Yeah, when 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 they yeah, played when Liverpool, Liverpool and lost, yeah. So I, I mean, ah, like... uh, dude, I, I don't even know. Um, but, but Chelsea, like... big ups because Tuchel fucking outclassed Zidane, hundred percent, hundred percent. It was an easy dub. Yeah. When I actually saw the second leg, because I didn't get to watch the second leg, but when I saw the score, I almost wasn't surprised. I don't yeah. know why. I almost wasn't surprised about it. You know, and um. Ugh, dude, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. Then, um, so we have yeah. an all so we have an all English final Champions League. Um, mm-hmm. let's talk about Arsenal. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys, no, it's tough. Eh? Now, now no, the no, thing tough. the thing I love the most about that semi final, and I I really wanted to play Arsenal in the final, like really badly. Um, yeah, fair. Just just because. Now, I am not as confident with Arsenal than I am with Villarreal, and I know that, again, it's a final and anything can happen, but Arsenal just True. have this thing where when they play United, it's like they turn into the fucking Invincible squad in 2004, which is just really annoying. Um, they actually show up. But Villarreal, they, dude, that game, and I watched that second leg, was a fucking disgrace on their part, dude. Do you know who manages Villarreal? Actually, I don't. Just, dude... Out of uncanniness, just give it a wild guess. Just like wild. Now give me give me one clue. Give me like nationality. Spanish. Think. Let me just double check this. Because I know you can't see my screen right now. Say I can't. Dude, just just like your wildest guess, bro. Just based on the circumstances, yo, Spanish. Based on the circumstances. Arsenal versus Villarreal. Because I wouldn't be asking you this if it was someone that you just couldn't fucking name or mention. No, wait. Villarreal. Wait, Spanish. Did the coach coach in the Premier League? Yes. Well, that's interesting. No. <laughs> yeah, it's clicked, right? It's clicked, dude. Unai Emery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. joking. He, yeah, he knocked Arsenal out of the Europa League. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I love, dude, I loved so hard, bro. When I saw that, I was like, no ways. That is the worst thing I have ever seen. Oh, Imagine no, firing the manager that is going to knock you out of the semi-final of the Europa League, dude. Oh, man. That's like if West Ham knocked us out of something. And like Moyes... Yo, yeah, it it would be. Yeah, it would be. That would hurt, man. Yo, wow. No, okay, that makes it worse now. But I mean, I don't even know, to be fair, where where Villarreal are in the Serie A. But I can only assume they've done a really good job, man. La Liga? Oh, sorry, I said Serie A, yeah. It's been a long day. Excuse me, it's a Monday as well. No stress, brother. Man. Let's just let's just take a look at this table. Um, they're seventh, so they're actually doing really well. At the same time, they're on fifty-two points. They're tied with Real Betis in sixth. 
they could be in the Europa League next year as well. But as as it stands, they oh my god, Real Betis have five draws in a row. How the fuck do you do that? And they're drawing no no right now against Granada as well. Sorry, this this is what I talk about when I said we're gonna we're gonna get off topic. Real Betis have five draws in a row, guys. I don't think I've ever fucking seen that. Probably. <laughs> if they've probably drawn like before that as well. Anyway, True. so so they seven. So Villarreal actually have a very good squad at the same time. You know, probably. I mean, if it's coached by Emery, you know that it's a good squad. I mean, Emery. I don't think Emery lost against United when we played. I'm no. Gonna, Which year? I'm trying to think about Arsenal United matchups. History. Um, last, let's, let's do last 10 results. No, they're taking me all the way to like 1980 something. 18, 18, 90s, dude. Um, okay, FA Cup, that doesn't really count. I'm thinking league. It's 2018, 29th of April, 2018. Was he in charge then? Must have been, yes, surely. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Emery, Emery was with him for a while. You know, I was with him for a while. But yeah. So, and it's kind of, I don't know, it double hurts because, like, hasn't Arteta been touted as the golden boy to a certain extent? I, I mean, yes, yeah, he, he has. And I, I, I don't think he's as, like, as good as everybody's making him out to be. So, I think there was, there was a time, like, last look, year. It's not just yeah. that, though. Like, we all know, we all know that Kroenke is an asshole. True. And Arsenal need to come under new ownership very soon. Because it's not overly Arteta's like fault, dude. He's got David Luiz in defense with like yeah, Mustafi. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do at the same time? You know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's difficult, you know? Fair. No, fair. I think that's tough. But also, I don't know. Arsenal fans are just really loud. Yeah, but they always have been. I mean, like, what, what what else do you expect from fucking Arsenal? Like, they're really loud, and I don't know. This season, they've been kind of quiet. Have they been though? Fuck, dude, you gotta you gotta get on Twitter more. Oh god, what have they been saying? Oh fuck, dude! Every single United game that's either a draw or a loss, bro, in the comment section, it is an absolute joke, especially from Chelsea fans at the moment. But like, Arsenal fans are there. They're always there, dude. Always, like when when are, when are Arsenal fans not there? Is the question. You know they're, they're, they're on Twitter. They're on Twitter. On top of that, um, yeah. Moving on to just a, a very new topic, very very quickly. Um. So Boris Johnson's just stated that fans are set to return for the final two rounds of games of the season in the Premier League. So what do you what do you make of that? Ooh, that's gonna be interesting. I think. So the thing for me that's going to be interesting to see if like fans have an effect is like I don't know if Liverpool plays at Anfield will they actually play like Liverpool? Yeah, well, I think What do you mean? So the reason I say this right is like What the Man United Liverpool, Liverpool game that got rescheduled? No, 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 no. I'm thinking for the last two rounds 
when Liverpool actually play at home because I think the game against us is at Old Trafford if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's at Old Trafford. Yes, 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 yes. So what I'm thinking about is that once they allow fans and I think part of the reason why Anfield was considered a fortress was mainly because was in part due to the fans. The fans just made it. I mean, sure, but listen, do you remember Liverpool for like the first half of the season into January? Because they were first for a lot of it. Fair. They were still fine, like they were okay until they absolutely just like capitulated on home soil. And they capitulated hard. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they didn't, you know, what goes up must come down. But like, you know, you come down at a floating pace, bro. They came down at like rocket speed. But also, isn't this so, like I mean, the worst title really... defense in history? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, by far. By far. Except maybe United. Nah, I think maybe United in 2013. Nah, dude, I think this is the worst. Because like everybody points. forgets that Moyes season afterwards, dude, was bad. We finished like eighth. How many points did we have? That's true. Check, hold on. You could be right. I don't. I... Uh. Uh. 13, 14? Uh. The 13 14 season. United had 64 points and they finished 7th, right? What do Liverpool have now? 64 is the number to beat. They have 57. Oh! Oh, man! They need to win two and draw at least one to equal our score and they have four games to do it. Which, in all honesty, they should, by right, it being Liverpool, actually do. I don't know. I think, well, fair. But you remember, the, like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was like, is Liverpool actually going to qualify for even well, the Champions League? At, at the moment, they have a game in hand on West Ham, Leicester, Chelsea. They're behind West Ham by a point. I think they lost recently, yeah. And Leicester on 63 points. So, at this stage, I mean, unless Leicester really screw up hard, the best they could potentially hope for is Europa League. I mean, when I say best, Europa League is within their grasp, like it's within their decision or their fate because they've got that game in hand so basically if they win they can or at least draw they can go above west ham and goal difference or just go above them by two points and they'll be in europa league and then if they win the remaining three games then they at least guaranteed europa league you know but if leicester win their remaining three games they're in europa league which is like crazy it's just the most fucking insane thing we've actually got a tough couple of games ahead of us don't we yeah we do I think we even play fucking Everton along the line. So our our schedule, by the way, is is nuts. Th- these last three days have been stupid. Yeah. So we have Leicester tomorrow at seven o'clock. Right. Chelsea Chelsea play Arsenal on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we play Liverpool. And then on Sunday we play Fulham. Which is always like, uh, ooh, you never know because you've just played three hard games in a row. You know, because you've just played Villa, Leicester, and Liverpool in a row in this 
in the space of like what nine days seven days whatever three games in seven days now you got fulham uh sounds easy and then we play wolves on the final day uh, also, i think i think like... the thing as well that i that i like the most about it is that if we do win our remaining games if we can is we make the league look a lot more respectable because it means True. city will have only beat us by seven points now i mean if you if you flood back to a lot of games this last season we we lost to sheffield united we drew to stupid teams you know we conceded yeah. goals less than we should have beaten them when we when we played them you know we, we dropped dumb points again not as bad as last season but you know but again i say all fair play to city they definitely deserve it like 100 percent yeah um yeah and i mean they'd have to literally to lose this they'd have to literally lose the final three games which they won't no they won't they're gonna win the next game and then they're gonna win the league exactly um i don't know i think so some of the highlights yeah. from this season which were like selfish united highlights and like anyone in the comments can call me out as like we remember when city was unbeaten and then we beat them yeah that was awesome so if we had lost on saturday's game city won city had won the premier league but we won yeah and then they lost I to chelsea because if they beat chelsea they obviously would have been mathematically ahead they need to win sure. one basically they need to win one more game that is it or draw one more game i can't quite remember let's check it i out. think it's win it's win yeah yeah we'll win one more game because we won the game went then seven points so they'd have to lose two and draw one for us to have a chance of coming back so yeah when they they just they need a dub that's yeah. it and they play yeah <laughs> they play brighton somewhere along the line they play Actually, newcastle I, I think where I looked at brighton like teams and i was like nah, yeah they've won it they've won it nah, like where else who do they play on the final match day everton which is yeah i mean maybe but nah dude brighton and newcastle's like oh that's easy wins you know it's very much easier. I, you know what? I think I would laugh my ass off if they somehow lost to Newcastle, drew to Brighton, and lost to Everton. Then I would be like, "Holy no, fuck!" That's, that's funny. Best no, season be ever. But we would then have to in turn win our games, and we have four really, really tough games. Um, yeah, we do. So it's over. Yeah, we do. And I've been saying this for a long time. It's 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 been over for a long time. Basically, when Liverpool lost to Burnley, that was when. It was because I personally felt that United did not have enough gas in the tank, which is over the line. True. Um. True. So yeah. Not that's, true. That's that. And then, yeah. To, it, I mean, anything else you want to say on that? Just the Premier League. Just, just the, just the season as a whole. Oh, the Any season teams? as a whole. West Ham have been awesome to watch. I think Jesse Lingard true. should stay at West Ham, by the way. What a player. You don't think he should come to United? Nah, come he back. should stay, dude. He looks happy, bro. I was watching videos of him, dude, with... Uh, they were, like, pranking Mark Noble, which was really cool for his birthday. They're, like, flower flower and egg prank on him. It was really cool. You know? It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was really cool. And, like, he looks happy. He just looks happy. He's with some of his English teammates. Now, the, the, the funny thing is, one of his best mates that are in the West Ham team is Declan Rice. Oh, lit, yeah. A lot of rumors about Declan Rice going to Liverpool, Chelsea? United, Chelsea. So he could potentially leave. Now I know for United, they're trying to use Lingard as a bargaining chip to get Declan Rice. And I think West Ham have said like Declan Rice is like 80 million pounds or some shit like that. 80? Yeah, dude. 
considering we okay, paid the, the same amount for Maguire, that's that's the going rate for most of these these players nowadays. Okay, he's a good player, but eighty million. Dog, you know what? It, it's like Sancho is also like what they've dropped his price to like ninety million euros or eighty million euros as well, and that's what I initially thought Jadon Sancho was worth. But during the pandemic, they said Jadon Sancho is worth one hundred twenty million euros, and I was like, wow. That is a joke. But I can't even say that anymore, dude, because everybody's got their own opinions at the end of the day anyways. So is Declan Rice worth 80 million pounds? No, he's not. But that's what they want. And they won't undersell. But I mean, if you use, if you use, if you use Lingard as a bargaining chip, you get somebody off your wages. You can put, particularly replace Lingard's wages with Declan Rice's, and then you, know, you, you shave like 30 more off of that. And you go, okay, cool. We'll give you Lingard plus 50 more. Okay. Because, look, I understand Jesse Lingard's having a really good season now with West Ham. I just don't think he belongs back in the United squad. Not, not, not that I'm saying he yeah. doesn't deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he just looks happier at West Ham. Let, like, just let sleeping dogs lie. You know, let him, let him, think... let him go and play his best football and he's playing his best football at West Ham right now yeah I think even in one of the interviews that he did is he said that like he kind of just found himself again yeah exactly like, kind of got into and like I can like you know we yeah. can all we can all see that 100% okay so let it let him let him be but then use him as a bargaining chip West Ham wants him we want Declan Rice you know COVID has like hit people 80 hard million. Yeah, but Lingard's worth what? At least thirty now. After the form he's no, just been put in. At least we were gonna. We said he was like twenty-four when we when we loaned him to West Ham. Now he's at least worth thirty. Like hundred percent, he's worth like thirty. So shave that thirty no, off, fair. and like we'll give you fifty million euros, and that's I mean pounds, and that's nonchalantly what we paid for Fred. But it's all dependent on if the Glazers are gonna sell, and there's just a whole different things with like owners, and I've got. A topic here about owners yeah which i think is fucking awesome which also yeah probably also touches on the manchester protest yeah and i mean okay so we'll we'll do one more topic so we'll do the owners and the and the protests um so there was an owner who i, I gotta find a dude but he was like some fucking mafia boss or something okay. right he bought out this team with laundered cash. They were like two. They had like two thousand fans that would come watch their games, right? And he built them like a twenty-five thousand seater stadium with this laundered cash that they couldn't fill because obviously only two thousand fans showed up to the game. You know what club is this? It was like it was, it was called like Delegables. I can't remember, dude. And basically, they found out about this guy and like his like money. And basically, he got he got he got put in prison again. And and the club went under, obviously, because like they couldn't keep supporting. Like they had to sell the stadium and everything else. Yeah, and it was yeah. a travesty, and that is by far one of the worst takeovers I've ever seen. But what is the worst? ownership takeover for you and you can do a bit of googling as well if you'd like my my instinct my it, your instinct will go for it like the lasers really you reckon 
I don't know. I think it's weird. For me, as in far as same... takeovers, as far as takeovers go, I can think of at least like two or three that are that are as bad. But like, hit me let's up. Let's hear. Throw, throw no, it let's at hear, me. Let's hear that. Okay, so let's hear what your two or three are. The yeah? worst takeover ever, ever, has to be Rangers' takeover in 2013 or 2012. You know what happened to Rangers okay. after that takeover, right? So this Didn't dude. Didn't they capitulate? Dude, they 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 dropped into like the fourth tier of Scottish football after being in the first league and having that rivalry with Celtics for like Celtic. over a hundred years. Basically, this dude bought the club with the fans' money, didn't put a dime back into the club, bled everything out of the club he could, and then flogged it off the next season. And it resulted in like so many problems for Rangers because like the, the men it meant they were in financial trouble. Sure. So it meant points deductions, it meant it meant they had to be relegated, it meant um sponsorships had to buy them out. It meant fans had to put money in again to to, to support the club. And they were in the fourth division. And they only recently got back into it and Gerald's managing them now and then they won the Scottish uh championship this season. Also, that is by far the worst one. Yeah. What a comeback story? Oh no, 100%. Don't get me wrong, but the f that that takeover is the worst one ever. I, I think that makes my one smart sound like small potatoes if I'm honest. Dude, okay, like, then the then the next one for me has got to be that that one with the fucking mafia bar, whatever he was, just a criminal overall taking over that club and buying them a twenty five thousand seater stadium when they didn't even need it, right? Yeah. And then being in prison yeah, and putting okay. them into financial issues where they eventually went under. And then the third one for me is Arsenal. Ooh. That takeover. That takeover is a shocker. A shocker, dude. Because. You know, like they bought Pepe for 70 mil. Yeah. But did you ever see the construct of that deal? No. So they had to pay. They're still paying that off today. It was something like they'd give them like 22 million pounds every single season. So that's like a period of like four seasons, dude. But yeah, yeah, bro. They're still paying off Pepe. Every single season, Arsenal lose 20 million pounds because of Pepe. And the oh only reason God, they did it... Well, fucking Arsenal's board members and they're fucking... They're they, they clueless... Whoever, the CEO, the, 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 the Krunker guy is a fucking twat, dude. He's awful. Why do you think Arsenal don't buy players, bro? Because he's just an he's asshole. Quite, you know, like... Basically, the Glazers and Kronker bleed money out of the club and put it into their franchises in America. Like the Nuggets and the Buccaneers and stuff. That's how they do it, dude. That's why people are protesting. That's why Arsenal are fucked off in protesting. That's why United fans are fucked off in protesting. They've had enough. They're tired. Like, the Glazers were kind of a little more clever about it. And they went about it in a more, like, nonchalant way. But, you know, expectations run high. And I'm not calling True. Arsenal a small club at all, but United fans are, are they they are in their numbers, and a lot of them can be very plastic. Mm. But True. the hardcore United fans refuse to drop the expectations for anything. 
the thing about That's the fair. Arsenal fans is not that they've like dropped their expectations on purpose. They've dropped their expectations because they're just tired of being heartbroken every season. Every single season you go into it like, oh yeah, no, European football or this or like we're aiming for this. That's where it's come to. It's come from Arsenal competing for titles, expecting to be competing for titles every single season, running back to being in the Champions League every, every season. Yeah. And then running to, oh, I hope we can get into Europa League to not even being in Europe. Like, that, that, that's where their hope lies now, dude. And, and basically, that the club has broken down the fans to this point where their expectations is that of, like, a mid-table club. Yeah, that's where they are now. It sucks, dude. And that's why I feel for Arsenal fans. Yes, I know the banter and they're loud and Twitter and... But the proper Arsenal fans, especially the guys from, like, Arsenal Fan TV, dude, they... Yeah. They have like no feelings left, dude. There's like nothing left. Especially with that team. That team is a joke, dude. A joke. Like we think we think that you like the United team isn't like being um invested in properly, dude. Just go look at that Arsenal team, dude. Maybe you haven't watched an Arsenal game in a while, dude. I, I, I watched the boring, first... Gomes. They're bad, bro. Whose fault is that? It's not. It's not the fucking fans. The fans don't decide who they buy. It's fucking ownership. Yeah. Ownership's terrible. Kronka is by far worse than the Glazers, dude. No, like I said, the Glazers think... were clever. They they tried to invest every now and then, and they put Woodward in to like mull it over with the signing every now and then and these PR stunts and shit. I'm tired of it, dude. United fans are tired of it, but Arsenal don't even do that, bro. They don't even do the PR stunts. Like, who was... Like, Arsenal's flagship signing for the beginning of this season. Wasn't it Willian? Yeah, it was Willian, yeah. Who has been a travesty, mate. Because he's... like He scored his first goal against West Brom this last weekend. Against West Brom. Sorry, not for West Brom, but for Arsenal against West Brom. That's sad. That that is sad. I think... Look, dude. Say what you will about Willian... Like, he was a good player in his day, but he's just on a Hollywood contract dude, now. but that's where all the Chelsea cutoffs go to, dude. That's how bad it is, dude. Ch- the, all the Chelsea cutoffs just go to Arsenal. Like... Peter Cech, William, David Luiz. So wait, is Arsenal basically the inter of our league? No, Except for Chelsea. No, dude, Arsenal, the retirement home for Chelsea. Simple. Like, done. Yeah. It's the, like, yeah, dude. It's 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 a. It's, but it's, it's even a, true the other way around. If you think about it, like some players when they get tired of like when they get tired of Arsenal, they actually go to other teams. I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking like Fabregas. Fabregas played for Arsenal. Loved the club. Didn't win anything, so he left. Yeah, but I mean, to go, che- that was, to go to Chelsea. That was basically what started happening after 2004. Because Kronka stopped investing in shit. I can't remember when their takeover was. I think it was like 2002, but I can't quite remember. It might have been, yeah, I can't quite remember. Then bought the new stadium, refused to buy any players to pay off the stadium, and then, yeah. Gums, I'm going to put you on loudspeaker. I have to charge my phone. So this I might sound I mean, a wait, bit weird. Listen, we're coming up on an hour anyways. So, um, you want to cut it off here? Oh, no stress. No stress. I can definitely cut it off here. Cool, but um, so I'll, I'll leave the last words to you because I've, I've spoken enough and I'm tired of speaking about Arsenal right now. So, yeah, any I thoughts? I don't know, I think... Last thoughts? 
like relative to what you're saying about the worst takeovers i think perhaps the glazers aren't that bad but it's naturally a spectrum just because you're yeah. as bad as arsenal doesn't mean that you're any good i think no yeah look at no at no point do i think the glazers are a great or even a good or even an average takeover they're a terrible takeover but there was just yeah 100 that's all i think oh wow also yeah, I'm, i don't know i'm uh, kind of low-key like ah this is not this is just me being like a secret fan of steven gerrard i hope he honestly does the best at rangers because 100 yeah dude i think i, I think, think he's just yeah he, one he of those people it. that you'd look up to he, listen the thing about like gerrard was he actually went and did his coaching badges and learned a bit on the side like ollie just fucking came into the job and then everybody tried to copy like the ollie effect like polo at juventus yeah. is a travesty arteta oh, Arsenal is a travesty it's bad. Lampard at Chelsea was a fucking joke, so dude. And then everybody's trying to call Oli a PE teacher. Man, the man's second, dog. Come on. And I understand you not have a great squad or whatever, bro. But come on, like Lampard spent cash, dog. Peace, no, he, he pulled out. Ziyech, Werner, Havertz. That little season where Mendy. he took over was great because of what, like, what he had, what he had. But fuck me, Chelsea balled out bro and then it was no, they did worse and that's what scares forward, guys. that's Yo. why right now tushel scares me Yo, oh, yeah, tushel, yeah. Yo, tushel frightens me dude that's why i think oh, united fair. next season this summer transformer have to go hard oh dude yeah no, 100 first first things first you need a cdm and you potentially yeah. need a center back nice right no we need yeah we need a center back straight up because the the, the defense is a fucking problem i'm sorry i hate to, I I hate that, to be this person and then we need Lindelof a striker this week Lindelof is soft guys yeah but he, yeah he is dude he's a, he's a weak motherfucker dude and now and you know what the thing about Maguire was we were getting absolute consistency out of him dude man had almost played every single premier league minute for two years now he's injured bro yeah at least he's mr reliable you know you can you can rely on that shit okay let's Let's cut it off because we we all just keep keep going on and on. This is okay. true. This is true. Awesome. This is true. Josh, thanks for joining um, me to the first ever podcast. Uh, we're gonna try put it up on Spotify or a podcast platform. Um, but this is also just a tester. We're kind of like testing the water, seeing how it is. I'm gonna like try my hmm. best at the audio. I'll try fix it up and do 100%. what I can. See if the music was a good idea. Maybe not. You know. And then uh, we'll be back hopefully this Friday. Okay, but yeah, there's no but me. there's no champions league so potentially not this friday also because i got projects due and i got shit oh, to yeah, do yeah um so next week friday we'll do another podcast and hopefully we'll include matt and then we can talk about the weekend's games and everything else pushing forward i mean i think this podcast is going to be a great idea during the transfer window oh it's going to be hot it's going to be lit as fuck maybe we'll take like a, a month break but the transfer window is open two days before the euro so we're gonna have so much content to pile through when the transfer window is like uh, oh, upon us Jones, my phone's gonna die in 30 seconds okay i'm gonna have to kick it sick um thanks to everyone for coming through peace love blessings and we'll see you the next time cheers guys cheers awesome guys and then also don't forget to follow stims on his socials uh we'll uh, post that in the link description when i can and then also myself guys thanks so much for joining into the first ever the almost football podcast and uh yeah check you guys next